Hey everybody, guess what? I have a little announcement to make. Um, your boy is going to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Yeah, man, that's right. Um, I'm going up there as part of a group called the Ticked Boxes, which is consistent of myself, Duffy Connors, and Charlene Jahan. We will be at Dropkick Murphy's Bar from the 1st of August until the 31st of August. So that'll be 31 nights of stand-up comedy. Um... Yeah, so come on down. The show, as I said, will be at Dropkick Murphy's by in Edinburgh. And it will be 6.45 onwards, and that's in August. It's pay what you want. So, essentially, you're paying. It's a free comedy show, guys. Come on. If you're in Edinburgh, come on down. Um, <clears throat> however, that's a little bit of a way away. So, the dates I've got coming up are March 7th. Um, I'll be with the tick boxes doing our work in pro our work in progress show at Healing Comedy. Um, on March fourteenth, I'll be at Healing Comedy again. Uh, March twentieth, Monty's Bar, which is amazing night. Um, March twenty sixth, I'll be at Comedy Forty Two, and at March twenty eighth, I'll be at Healing Comedy. And now in April, I but to be on the at the Voxel Comedy Club. Um, April 8th, Funny Feckers and Dean on the at the Dean Swift, which is great. Um, April 10th, I'm in Nottingham at the Canal House, so get yourself down to that one if you can. Um, April 17th, I'm at the Hoxton Comedy Cabin, and on the 3rd of May, I'm at the Griffin Pub in Brentford. So, some out of London gigs for once, which will be interesting. Um, my guest today is a is someone who I've done quite a few gigs with to be honest and he's just a great guy um his name is ben morgan and he's a fellow stand-up comic and we just have we have we have a really good laugh with this we talk everything about how he started in comedy um his maths degree which he kind of hates at the minute um what brought him to london and more importantly his love for the office and my love for it too um so yeah please go up for mr ben morgan This is this show's how good a comedian I am. I'm, like? I'm, on, I'm on Tinder already. 
we've been recording a grand total of 1 minute 20 now. 1 minute 20, <laughs> and we're already on the Tinder material. Right, I'm already on Tinder. Tinder oh. material, oh. I, I, I tried to stop doing it, actually. Like, because when I started, like, the comedians I watched before I actually gave it a go always were talking about Tinder. That was yeah. one of their topics. So I yeah. think that's kind of what got it in my head at the start. Um, but yeah, I've reached up and tried to, trying to move away. Yeah, I do kind of feel like it is... It is a fallback topic, isn't it? Yeah. It really is a real fallback topic because it's something that everyone does, and I don't think there's any real new Tinder jokes you can actually do. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, I guess that's why people started doing it. It's so relatable. Yeah. It's, uh, but I think it's funny com- and awkward. Yeah. It's funny and awkward, but I think it's just becoming a bit too relatable now. Everyone's yeah, done the same, absolutely, done the same yeah. jokes. But if it works for you, it works for you. You know what I mean? Well, no, I'd say I'm not trying to move away from it a little bit. Um, Anyway, yeah, back to yeah. mathematics at university. Mathematics. Oh, do we have to? Uh, <laughs> so I did. I, yeah, I did mathematics. Uh, moved to London. Got a job as an analyst. Um, again, comedy. This is comedy gold right here. Yeah. Uh, and needed something a little more interesting to do in the evenings. Okay. And uh, I've liked. Well, I guess I started watching comedy when I was about 16. Who were you, uh, Who were your influences? For me, I think it's. My, my three main ones, I guess, are Rob Gilbert, John Bishop, and Russell Howard. Yeah, have you seen uh, um, John Bishop live? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, think I think it was Sunshine was the tour. Oh, okay. Time. Sunshine. That was, that was very good. Yeah, that must have been about 2011 or something, something like yeah, that. Yeah, 2012, I think. 2012, yeah. okay. Because um, I took my dad to go see him on the Winging, on the winging, it, wi- oh, really? winging it tour at O2, and it was fantastic. He's absolutely brilliant, isn't he? For sto- I think for storytelling can't think of many better no and every story like normally's on about waxing for his cycling yeah I can just see that's happened that's not a made up thing like you just believe absolutely everything I think it's absolutely brilliant yeah um, have you seen the winging have you seen winging it or is it not has it not been it hasn't been released yet has it on um, general I haven't seen it okay uh, Elvis has left the building was obviously the first one yeah. I think it was Sunshine oh no I saw Roller Coaster oh so that would have been about 2014 then Rollercoaster, that would have been um, 2013, 2014. Yeah, it might have been that. I saw a preview, actually, so that makes sense. Ah. So it was still a bit kind of work in progress. He was still a bit sort of chatty with people. Was that in um, Edinburgh, or was that...? No, it was uh, Bournemouth, actually. It was uh, the BIC, so it was still a massive venue for a preview. Yeah. But, um, and he sold it out, I'm guessing. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. How about you? Who were your, who uh, your ones? Who are mine? Um... Well, I started off watching um, the likes of Richard Pryor, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock from my very own age, and Jim Carrey as well. Um, but I think the the main my main influences were um, well the people that I sort of like start who really got me started to notice comedy were Dane Cook when I was like 16 because uh-huh. like back then he was I mean people shit on him now right <laughs> but he was a fucking comedy god man that went out back in like 2000 yeah, 2005 yeah. and he's like i really respect him because like he is one of the very first people to actually use the internet for internet fame properly it's yep. like he was on myspace and like he gained his he, he yeah oh yeah were you on any of those people i was any uh, any old accounts i was i've uh, i've got bebo i had bebo myspace <laughs> high five uh what's, what's, what's high five it's a shit version of Evo. <laughs> That's to put it as politely as possible. It's a really shit yep. version of Evo. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, Flickstar. Um, yeah, we're recording in Baker Street Station at the minute, so that's why you're going to hear some random people over, over the town. I think it really has to, actually. Yes, <laughs> just like authenticity, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 
and then obviously you move on to like obviously those things kind of died out and then you moved on to Facebook but yeah he yeah. was one of the first people to actually um, take internet fame and gain a, and gain a fan base yeah. through social media so I respect him for that and um, I just remember watching his Vicious Circle um, Vicious Circle special where he did it in the round and that was just a phenomenal thing to watch. It was like it's ADHD comedy at its finest because right, he's like, okay. like he was a rapid fire like not exactly Robin Williams but like very very rapid fire like um, just rapid fire comments like constantly. Punchy, thought, isn't it? Punchy, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I just looked there and I thought, wow, that is absolutely insane that someone can do that for an hour and a half and still have people hold on to hold yeah. on hold on uh, hold on to people's attention. Is that how, like, do you find that the stuff you've sort of written and performed is, like, can you kind of see the influences in what you're doing almost? Uh, like, just because that's sort of, kind of in your but head? Sort of, because he did a story, he, he did some storytelling as well. So, I don't think the stuff that I do is quite rapid, for, uh, like, no, 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 zany, zany, zany. Yeah. But in the storytelling aspect, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, storytelling fan, I like yeah. that. Um, also, I think Russell Brand was a big was a big influence. Russell Brand, yeah. Yeah, um, just again for the fact that even though he wasn't quite rapid fire, he just spoke to an audience and he was just like he's he just seemed kept the same he seemed so relatable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are really my main ones, and I think I've been because I've been watching it for so I've been watching it for so long. I think those are the ones that like made me realise that comedy is actually an art is actually an art form. I mean, obviously, I didn't think back when I, back then. That it's something that I could potentially yeah, do. Yeah, one day I'll go and but give it a go. But yeah, it is something that I was like, wow, okay, people actually do this for a living. That's insane. That's really cool. Um, so what was the catalyst for you? Because everyone's got like a little cat. Everyone's got a catalyst for why they started this. I don't know. I, I suppose it was well for me. It was New City, New City. London, okay. New Job. Uh, what was it about? Finding something else to do in the evenings, really. Well, aside from just an all sort of football yeah. team and, and drinking, basically. Okay. Um, so what was it about specifically comedy? So it's a really specific. It's a. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? You've got to have a. I think you've got to have a real. There's a certain mindset you've got to have to be able to get into to to think about wanting to get into this it's game. It's just that way of thinking because what you're saying is just not normal speech. Exactly. Like if if you're if you turn to put like. The, the funny guy in the pub or something like that yeah. uh, is, is, is not doing polished stand-up material. No. Uh, so yeah, it's, 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 it, was, it was quite a good sort of look at the structure of his open and all that yeah. sort of thing. Um, I, yeah. I don't know. I suppose, I suppose watching it, I started really watching it at about 16, like you said. Yeah. It was people like John Bishop and Rob Gilbert and Russell Howard. Uh, and I guess watching that, I always sort of thought, could give that a go yeah and then some six years later is how long it took me to actually, <laughs> it's actually how to go out and do it <laughs> did you do like a course or anything like that or did you just yeah so on? I did a course ah, uh, which one uh, Bentley Browning's comedy novices who's that sorry uh, Bentley Browning Bentley Browning okay so okay. comedy novices shout yeah. out shout out to him yeah uh, yeah there was um, sorry there was, there's quite a few on that course actually that you see around the circuit now ah, do you want to name some names who am I can I name some names yeah go for uh, it Vash Vash, okay. Yeah, yep. Vash yep. is gigging a, a, a stupid amount now. I usually, um, whenever I go to the Comedy Cabin writing group, he's always there. Oh, I've seen that. Is that, um, 
Is that good? It's really good, yeah. Is it? Yes. It is actually, yeah, is that, yeah, genuinely, I, I'm not just saying that because we're on a podcast. Uh, yeah. You, <laughs> it, I, it, I was like, oh, it, right, should I say that? No, it, is, it, is a re- it is a genuinely really good thing because you, what you do is you do, um, five minute, you do five minutes or ten minutes of material and there's other comics there. Obviously, Will Preston's there quite a bit too. And um, yeah. what they do is they... Um, they can interject and say, okay, maybe you can say this. Like you can expand. I'm like, maybe you can expand on this a bit more. Um, maybe you can add this in. And so it's yeah, because it's really hard, isn't it? I mean, building a career in anything, you you you're sort of driven by the feedback, right? If mm. you're in the office or whatever, you you, you get feedback from managers. And yeah. Stuff like that. Comedy, you 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 build it up with five minute sets at a time, ten if you're lucky. Yeah. With no feedback or kind of very black and white feedback is either funny or it's not funny. Yeah. And so, that, yeah, so that kind of thing. Was, I, I guess it's kind of workshops, isn't it? It is, all, it is a workshop, and I think the feedback that you often get from there is a bit more, not exactly more beneficial, but um, excuse me, is um, is a little bit more in depth than the feedback you get from the hangout after an open mic night. Yeah, exactly. Which are always kind of obviously some people just want to shoot off. Uh, yeah. Some people want to shoot up, and I think that a lot of people are still in their own heads. I was going to say that I, I'm, I'm always a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, awkward and uncomfortable after them anyway. But yeah. normally I'm just reflecting on how bad the last five minutes was. <laughs> <laughs> there are some shockers, aren't there? Hey, <laughs> I have. Alright, that kind of leads me into something else. What was your worst bomb? Oh, 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 I've had a really bad one. You don't, you don't need to, don't, make, you don't need to, make, you don't, need, like, you don't, need don't, to make, don't mention like the the place's name or the promoter's name because you want to get put there. You probably want to get put back there again. Uh, no, no, I nobody ever asked about the good ones, do they? When are we no, saying we're, we're, like, we're, we're gonna go for the good ones as well. We're definitely uh, okay. Um, no, so I was at the cab actually, and I'd, I'd spent all day working on this this set I was gonna oh. do all day. Which for me is just so unusual. It's normally an hour, yeah. hour and a half in a prep. So uh, how long, how long, how long were you into the game at this point? I guess I it was, it was May, it was, it was the May bank holiday. So about ah. six months, probably about 25, 30 gigs. Yes, that's it. It was 25 gigs because, because <laughs> at the end the MC was like, oh, how, how many gigs have you done? And I went 25, and he went, oh. <laughs> so I'm expecting a, a one or two. Oh. I mean it was that, and I know 25 I is still almost, really new in itself. Yeah. But he was expecting like gig one or two. Was that a Monday night or a Tuesday night? It was a Monday. Were you there? Uh, no, I wasn't <laughs> there. But I can almost picture who the MC would have been on that night. It was um, Adrian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> like, really good about it. I'm really oh, kind of yeah, that, supportive. But yeah, but that is such an Adrian thing to an Adrian thing to say. <laughs> oh, um, that's that's always that's feedback. You know, you've smashed it when somebody says yeah. when there's that sort of surprise. Yeah. Or, the, or the, we we did one actually in uh, in South. South Kent we and did. I bombed that. and one of the actual audience came up to me and she was like what you do is really brave oh. <laughs> I was like oh that just makes me feel worse I just I hate that comment yeah I mean I know what they're going for but it's it's hard, it's it? not it's not true though I mean it, <laughs> it's just not true like I could like the whole uh, yeah the whole thing about it being one of the bravest things to do it's not it's like we're not going to war or like going down a fucking mine <laughs> like we're lit- the only diamonds we're mining for are just comedy gold and that's just like yeah and I haven't found any of those yet <laughs> <laughs> no really but <laughs> um, 
but uh, yeah, it's kind of weird how it's viewed as well as an art form. Like it's kind of viewed as this us and them, kind of, us and them kind of thing. Which yeah, I'm, I suppose may, maybe that's why I didn't do it for so long after thinking oh, I, I maybe could go and do this. Like, I mean, it literally took six years for me to actually go out and do it, and I can lie to myself and say, oh, I didn't have the opportunities. Like, I, I, I could have found some. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that I did wait as long as I did in that. Had I done it then and been shit, I'd have just given up and yeah. not pursued it. But no, I've tried it. There you go. Uh, getting through the shit ones is actually, I, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying some, some better ones. Yeah. Still the shit ones, but some better ones. So, yeah, it's, it's. I think it's seen as a, as a scary thing to do. Mm. Um, I tell a lie. I accidentally lied to you a little bit. Um, I, what? I think, yeah. I I think one of my main, the main, uh, one of the main things that made me think that it is something that I could have, that other people actually do, or regular yeah. people do, was um, I was um, doing, I was uh, at university, and I did some work as a student ambassador, so that would be like helping out on open days, taking yeah. the students around, taking potential students around, and um, showing them around the university, right? And one of the other people that was working there, we all were having, um, all the people who were working, we were kind of bored, so we had. Um, a never we had played a game of never have I never have okay. I ever right always always the game yeah, of yeah. it was a P, it was a PG it was a PG friendly <laughs> one because we were working yeah those are my favourite kinds to be honest yeah they were <laughs> I, t- I never used to drink with the others no me neither <laughs> um, and one of the people one of the guys that was working on the thing so um, his never have I ever was um, I have never done stand up comedy at Edinburgh Fringe before uh, Edinburgh Fringe before. Obviously, we said that that was a lie, right? Yeah. yeah. He said, no, that's the truth. I've, um, I've performed at the Edinburgh Fringe and I do, and I occasionally do sound like comedy. I was like, all right, okay, that's. I'm like, because you don't expect to like meet people who do it. Yes, yeah. I mean, before doing it, I'd never met anyone. It was like it was a celebrity. Like it was just like a celebrity yeah. thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Like you'd see them on what the week, but like you wouldn't ever see like. Who are these people? Exactly. Yeah. Who are they? But like you just then doing it now, you kind of realise shit tons of people do it. But then you. Oh won't. yeah, you do realise shit tons of people do it. Yeah. Like, how have you found the London scene? I love it. I think it's really good. I yes. mean, there's it is such that you can do it seven nights a week. Yeah. And I know people that do do it seven nights a week. Um, I I personally couldn't. No. seven nights a week no if I do it three work. times then I'm I'm just knackers yeah exactly it, yeah you know like you're getting up at six o'clock for work anyway in the office for kind of half eight maybe leaving at half five sitting in a prep or Costa yeah. lots of coffee shops available yes um, <laughs> for an hour or two getting to the gig half seven doing the gig leaving at kind of half ten eleven getting home at midnight or in my case leaving at half even at half eleven after a few after a few. Yeah, yeah, you stay around for a few drinks. Yeah. yeah. And then you and then you do And then six then. o'clock repeat. That's a pretty long day, isn't it? Yeah. I was speaking to school uh, Paul Scarhill like, a few weeks ago. It was, oh yeah. They were saying it's so easy to become an actor. Actually, no, it was, it was, it was, no it, was Robert, it was me and you um, with Robert Lemon. Sorry. Oh, no. no. You, uh, um, we were basically just saying this is after the South Kensington yeah, yeah, which yeah. was. Yeah, which was interesting to say the least. If, uh, I, if I gave up my job, I'd be an alcoholic. Like to do this. Yeah, is exactly. that good? Yeah. But if I if I did give up my job, I'd be an alcoholic within a month. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, because what I'm saying is it's so easy to become an alcoholic here because yeah. you go to the gig and if you're some what some comedians do is they'll have a pint before the before before they go on and then have like a few afterwards. But I can't drink before I go on, man. I can't. You're not. Drink. I don't drink before I go on. No. 
unless I'm like MCing or something like that, have you, what's your kind of routine? I was, I was chatting to a mate about this last night actually. Uh, I, it, is it a comedy mate or is it a normal mate? No, not, like a real human person. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, I was watching, well, sort of, so he's in a band and I was ah, watching. Ah, he's, well, he's one of no, us. No, he's not. <laughs> so I was kind of watching. You can't, you can't, you can't, if they're performing, they're not a normal not person, but no. you know this. I was, he was about to go on. I was, I was, I was watching his band last night. Um, I'll show you the lineup actually, I know you like your music. Okay. Um, but I was, I, was, I was watching him, I was, I was trying to buy him some plates before and he was a bit like, oh no, I'm not, don't, yeah. don't really drink before I go on. It's kind of ad hoc, I think. I mean, sometimes I've got there, I, I typically tend not to, just yeah. because if you do three gigs a week, a couple of pints at each, very quickly that's kind of that's 12 or 13 up. units yeah. and 20 or 30 quid in London. Yeah. Uh, I love how you put the units first for the price. <laughs> That is, the, that is the most mathematical thing I've ever heard anyone do. Like, it's fucking... All about the units. Yeah. Um. <laughs> do you want to talk about calories as well? Or is that... Well, it's about... Yeah, and that is about 250 in a pint, isn't it? Yeah. I've never looked. And then you get the gym the gym lads that, that drink calls like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shocking oh, pint. Just, <laughs> just drink water, man. Just drink some fucking yeah. water. Don't... Yeah. don't Poison your body with that shit. The worst thing I saw in the in the SG bar back in Cardiff, there was a like pints pints were about one sixty nine. You could get, get pints, which is just which shouldn't be legal, right? No. Um, no. But this guy had ordered like a cause light, and they'd given it to him in sort of like a, a normal kind of pub tulip glass, and he was like, oh, I'm really sorry, can I get that in a lager glass? Like you know the really tall, thin ones. And it's like. As if that's gonna make a difference. Like, he's no. trying to be all connoisseur and that sort of thing. It's, like, it's a pint of fucking cool light. Exactly. Where did you grow up, by the way? Sorry. Uh, I was Winchester. Winchester? Alright. So, uh, one day I'll, I'll live there and commute in. Just okay. as London's. What's it, what was it like? Lovely. It's lovely. a lovely, lovely part of the world. Sweet. Is nice it, and quiet. So, is it quite a green kind of? Is it quite a green kind Yeah, so, it, I mean, it is a city. We've, we've got a cathedral. We're a oh. city. Of yeah. me. <laughs> X, X. <laughs> X capital. Uh, but yeah, there's there's nice green spaces. Okay. So I, I, I sort of split my time between Winchester, and London. It's just nice getting off the train and being out of London in another I city. I know. I did that um, yesterday when I was doing um, Luke Anthony's podcast in Cambridge. Oh, Cambridge. Oh, Cambridge, lovely, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I stepped off and I was like, wow. Okay, this is. Yeah. Quite nice. Yeah. Quite nice. I mean, I didn't get to see too much of it, but like. Really nice fudge shop in Cambridge. What's that? Fudge. fudge. Really nice fudge shop. Really? Yeah. And it's proper like like they get a bit of theatre going, so they show you making these massive. They make these massive slabs in the shop, give you tasters as they as they do it, and then at the end sell you a bunch of fudge for I'm... ridiculous amounts of money. But is it worth the money though? Yes. Okay. There you go. Big up the fudge shop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'll definitely, well, I'll yeah. go there next, I'll go there next time, because no, I do really fucking love a bit of fudge, to be honest. Bath's got one as well, I think it's a bit of a chain in cities like that. Oh, right. Yeah, really nice. Like, speaking of going outside of London, have you gigged outside of London? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit, so I try and get a few on the South Coast, tie in with the family, visits, tick that box. Uh, and then I did Hot Water Ooh, back in November. How was that? I've got to be honest, it was the most fun, I think, I've had at a gig. Really? I mean, I was, I was... Because you know they fit, it was it was one of their Monday spots. It. Yeah. So they're five to seven minutes. They film them, stick them on their YouTube channel, uh, and edit them for you. So they all look all look nice, and then you can share them. Yeah. Um, 
And so I went on there to get a really nice video. There were a couple of Welsh blokes in the front row and I just got totally distracted. <laughs> and it's the only time I've ever really done any crowd work. Really? Or anything sort of serious. Um, and then I thought it would be a great idea to try a Scouse accent in Liverpool and, and yeah, that bit didn't go down as well. No, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I honestly do it. It's so good. It's so I, fun. I've been toying with, I've been toying with, toying with the idea. It's just like finding the time to actually do it. So I've got to fit yeah. in the amount of school holidays. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So like maybe when at some point of Easter, maybe when the Easter holidays comes around, then I'll have a look, I'll have a look into it. But everyone seems to be doing it, and it just ends up really good. It's, it's yeah. an open mic night, isn't it? But it yeah. is. It is professionally, a very professionally run over That's night night. Uh, I mean, it, and it's, it's so. I mean, the, the audience there are obviously real audience. Yeah. It sold out. I think it's a 200 so it's, it's roughly a seater. Obviously a non-bringer. They uh, don't really do them up in like no, outside. No, I've heard because I was speaking to some of the guys that from up, um, up there, up there. Uh, up there. <laughs> Spot the southerner. Up there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they were just a bit like the whole idea of a bringer is just mental to me they were like why should I have to bring the audience that's the that's the promoter's job it's like well a little bit different in London isn't it yeah because like yeah but well I think I think the thing is um, there's so many different places in London and a lot of the places that I mean that comedy clubs are set up or um, it'll be hard well they would find it quite hard to get audiences so I can yeah, I totally see it. Yeah. I get it from that point. Yeah. Um, I don't mind bringers, to be honest. No, and it, it does give people like the chance to get on stage. And yeah, and also, like, gets to gets us to meet people, isn't it? Exactly, that bringer exchange. I think we were chatting earlier, that's... It was great. Yeah. I mean, it's good that it's really... I mean, I met quite a few people. I met Luke Chilton on that, I think. I don't think I met you on that. I met you at Get a Match. I actually met you... Uh, in real life, we didn't online. IRL. That doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, real life is in like real comedy life, which is real a, comedy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, not real life. No, not real life. That little, um, that little window we get. Bubble, yeah. Bubble of stand-up comedy. Um, um, yeah, honestly, get get on horror if you can. It's it's really really good. Um, yeah. Uh, that's a really well-informed crowd as well. That's a well-informed they crowd. Well, they go there a lot. They're they're well up for comedy. Okay. It's not like a. Uh, some shows I've done in London where you've got literally eight comedians in a room there's an audience of 150, 200 people who are all there for comedy and want to be there and it's, yeah, it's great Have you done any gong shows just out of interest? Two or three Two or three, how? But never any brutal ones So not the comedy show? Not the comedy no, show. so I did my first one I did was at Southampton Comedy Festival uh, Colin Owens put on a, a gong show but it was a nice one so he gave you two minutes grace and that's where he sort of flashed the light in the audience, let them vote. Yeah. And if you got three out of five or more, then you stayed on. Okay. Which I did. Then he flashed them again at sort of four minutes, I think it was. Yeah. And then he did another vote. Uh, and I think I got four out of five on the first. Okay. Three out of five on the second. But you got through the vote, so you okay. got to stay on for five minutes. And okay. at the end of the five minutes, they did another vote to see if you got through to the final, and I didn't make it to the final. Okay, but you made it through to the first. But I didn't make it to the first minutes. So it was, it was quite a friendly one, and the second one I did was in uh, Bournemouth with Coastal Comedy, which was again a really, really fun night. Um, and all five was made it through. So because I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to branch out of London because um, I feel like even though London's a big place it is its own little self-contained bubble yeah and 
I think that some of the stuff that I've potentially got, which is a little bit less like Witten, would work a lot better outside of London than it does within okay. London. Yeah. Because I think that no one really within London wants to admit that they're particularly right well, that they're right that they're right wing. I'm yeah, not yeah. I'm not particularly right wing myself, but I've got some stuff I could say which is taking the piss yeah, out of the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think it what I've tried some of it in London and on London audiences and it doesn't really work as well. It's interesting, isn't it? What what doesn't doesn't work. Yeah. Um there are some things that you just wouldn't get a lot in London, but actually do pretty well. So I've done gigs in Winchester, Southampton, and uh, Eastleigh, and actually do pretty well. Calling London as twats doesn't really work in London, but it no. does elsewhere. Yeah, is exactly. I found that. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Yeah, I can see why a lot. <laughs> they love that up in Liverpool. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. I, that, that was actually really weird. So I went out and said, oh, I, I work in London, and you could see the audience just go, just actually buy out. What? Actually, actually like what? just buy out of it. What, like almost the fact that I said I work in London made them angry, and so I thought I need to do a bit of London bashing here. Yes. And they yeah. loved back on side. They loved it. Amazing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's it because they do have this really negative view of London, which is I can I can kind of understand it, but at the same time, like if you come and experience it for a little for a little while. Think, a little while. Yeah, I think a little while. Nice. Yeah, like yeah. a month or so. Then. Yeah. I think the attitude will. De- I think the attitude definitely change. Definitely changes. Well, what do you think? So you you've moved down. You've moved from yeah. somewhere else. From Cardiff, which is notoriously really really friendly. Uh, apart from if you're English, and it's a rugby day. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, to London where people don't talk to each other or do anything. Um, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I mean, for me, it's nice. I like London for the for the week. Yeah. I like doing gigs in the evenings. I like doing football or various drinks with people and stuff like that. Yeah. Weekends, I say, it's just nice to get out. Yeah. So how many weekends do you think you get out of London? Most. Most, right. This is unusual in that I'm here. Okay. So where uh, was you? So where well, was normally you? I just go back to Winchester. Oh, So right. we're, we're uh, long-suffering Southampton fans. Okay. Family, so we've got we've got season tickets. So every match, so I'm, we're, we're back there. Um, and it's just nice to see the family and the cat, to be honest. Yeah, I love how you included and the cat. <laughs> well, I was thinking, do I include the family or the cat? Do you? Well, at least don't you don't if I don't. So. Well, yeah, and at, least, and at least you didn't put the cat before the family. The cat before the family. Yeah. Or was that something that you were thinking of doing? <laughs> I mean, I was thinking of doing it, and I thought, nah, nah, nah. But the family moan more than the cat, so okay. typically they go, they go first. <laughs> <laughs> It was the same at uni, to be honest. I mean, I was, I, I would visit at Cap. How do you think um, the political climate is affecting comedy at the minute? I mean, uh, I mean, I'm not smart enough to do anything political. Thank you, me neither. Uh, I mean, I, I, I call it Olympic fever. You know, like when the Olympics are on, yeah. suddenly everyone's got an opinion on beach volleyball or something like that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot gen like not not in comedy. There's just a lot generally. Like you go through Facebook and stuff, and everyone's putting up opinions on it. Yeah. I I I shouldn't be allowed to vote. I'm not no, smart enough. Me neither. I don't know what's going on. To be honest, me neither. Like. Um, and there's only so many Brexit jokes you can actually make. Yeah, Brexit is a new Tinder. That's what I heard. It's. I think I prefer to hear Tinder jokes over Brexit. And <laughs> because with Brexit. The joke is that it's fucked up. Yeah. Not just the act of leaving, it's just fucked up. The whole thing is fucked up because there's yeah. no plan. 
but that's not really a joke because that's just a fact. Whereas Tinder is literally fucked up. Yeah, that is, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that is a joke I have made. <laughs> but yeah, I think, and I feel like a lot of audiences are afraid to admit that they are slightly right wing in case of getting. Yeah, like you're saying, particularly in London. Yeah. Yeah, in London definitely, because they feel like they're going to get you know, destroyed a little bit. Yeah. Right, uh, and I find it kind of impossible that in a room of 50 people, 50 odd people, um, that no one yeah. votes right of centre. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know London was on Brexit, for example, obviously yeah. pro-Remain. Um, yeah. But the stats tell you that there will be people in that audience that went the other way. Yeah. This is, people, this is back to maths. Yeah, it's true. Statistics. Yeah. But... I, s- I spent about 50 grand on that shit. Maths <laughs> again? <laughs> oh, bloody hell. So, how come you haven't incorporated any mathematical stuff into your company? Or do you... If, if you can think of a maths joke, I'll, um, apart from drinking and deriving or anything like that... <laughs> Uh, something to do with pie. Well, there is there, there is a really good, a really really good company that specialises in kind of dating events. And what they do, I, I, I did this one. They, they they do like an open mic night. It's called Colour Me Bad Dates. And so people actually go up and talk about a bad date that they've had or something yeah. like that. And so I did this back in October kind of time. And I I I, I thought it was a big comedy thing. Um, so I turned up with five minutes of sort of stand-up stuff and like we were saying earlier about you know when you're the funny guy in the pub you don't structure your jokes like stand-up yeah, yeah. mine actually kind of well it's all relative but it yeah. sort of probably <laughs> was um, everyone else getting up there was actually just people telling real stories of their bad dates so then I came up with like five minutes of Tinder and Bumble material uh, and uh, well, I mean it looked, looked great on yeah. me uh, yeah that was weird how'd it, how'd it, how'd it, how'd it, how'd it go down it was alright actually what was your best gig, by the way? What was your best gig? I'd love to say it was hot water because then I'd have a better video, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I just got distracted. Um, actually, I had a really good one on Tuesday back in Winchester. Ooh. So there's a really good night that's opened up there, right by the station. I think it's run by some of the students, so they they get a lot of their mates along. And mm-hmm. Outside of London, proper audience. Yeah. And it's quite a young audience as well, which I think I do better with. Although, actually, ugh, this is weird. So I, I, I went out, did my normal kind of opener about looking 16. Yeah. And I've done this gig twice. The first time I did it, it just got no reception at all. And then yeah. I sort of looked closer at the audience. So I was a bit like, you guys are younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> the two oldest people in here are me and my dad. <laughs> the second time, it was a, it was a little bit better. Um, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, this is this is a young crowd. But yeah, that that was it, and I did it Tuesday, um, and it was a, it was a, it was a really good one. So that okay. was fun. That was fun. How about you? What's um, I think my favourite gig to I think aside from actually, nah, do you know what? I think the mo- okay the favourite gig that I, the fa- my most favourite gig so far is is one that I definitely have didn't do as well at, but it was just fun. It was just fun. Yeah, okay. I've told I've told you this already, but like. Um, Batsy Power, Batsy yeah. Power Comedy. Um, it was a couple of weeks ago when um, they had overbooked, they um, they double booked the room. Right. So we had the choice of either um, performing in front of the football, sorry, the football, uh, sorry, the TV You've football. Done that before, that's hard. Oh no, yeah. Or yeah. Or, performing, <laughs> or performing outside in the freezing cold. 
<laughs> we, this is February. Was, yeah, it, was, oh, yeah. was this recent? This was, yeah. yeah. This was very recent with Luke Chilton um, doing the MC. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so we decided to um, we decided to do it outside instead. That's fantastic, isn't and it? And it was just <laughs> such an exciting and weird thing. And we were all like the same boat together. Yeah, yeah. No one was really doing. No one was really doing well. But it was just like, guys, we're doing this. Those this gigs is... are often the most fun, aren't they? They are. And like, it's one of those... that, that builds a sort of bond between the comedians doing it, and it's. And like you say, everyone's in the same boat. Yeah, and there was this one comic who was, I can't remember his name, so I can't even, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> so, um, Networking he, Yeah, I can't <laughs> He was talking about being a, t- he was talking about being a, um, he was, his act was, was that he was a teacher, right? And then yeah. we were his class and his okay. students. Yeah, yeah. There were some audience members, well, I call them audience members, but this was the smoking area. And, but, and, they, <laughs> and, they were, and they were talking at the back, they were talking at the back. And they and um, he was shouting out, um, you know, it's quiet down the back, please, quiet down the back, please. And one of them turns around and just says, shut up, Harry Potter. <laughs> and... That was I was That's so incredible. It's incredible. That's um, the best echo I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> he did look a bit like Harry Potter as well. A little bit. It's and like a, a parents' jokes are the one, aren't they? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I was just really upset that a fight didn't break out. <laughs> I haven't. I've, I've, I've seen a, almost a fight break out. Yeah. But not an actual fight. That's what I want to see—a proper fight. I want to see someone heckle and then. When was the when was the almost when was the almost fight? Uh, what happened? Three months ago, I don't even remember where it was now. Probably for the best, you don't remember Probably where it was. Yeah. Blocked. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Anything? Anything? No, what happened? Out? How did it start out? How did it start out? The the almost fight. The almost fight. Well, it was one of the it was it was an open bar gig. Uh, oh, that's a. I've never done that. Actually, no, I have, I have done one of those, yeah. But carry on, yeah. Have we done one together? I sort of feel. Uh, was it Big Nose? No. That's the, that's the only one that I've done that's been actually in a bar. Actually in a bar. Oh, okay. And I died on my ass. <laughs> They're weird, aren't they? I mean, I've seen them go really, really well. But sometimes, like, if you've got. Not even. Well, not audience, just people yeah. in the pub. Because they want to be in the pub. And maybe like say there's the football I just on. find it really weird that we that we come in and invade someone else's space. Yeah. I don't think that's completely fair. I was chatting to uh, someone about this sort of mixed music and comedy gigs. Yeah. Which apparently, I've not done one, but apparently they're a bit harder for comedians to get well, right. Because you kind of go from listening to music and enjoying yourself. Yeah. To watching some comedy. Like saying something like, hi guys. Bring it back down. Yeah, let's bring it back down. <laughs> Because a lot of them will go to watch the music, and then yeah. they'll have some like some 24-year-old or whatever like trying to make trying to make it. And yeah. <laughs> it's just not what they want to see. I mean, we, we I'd happily go see that, but like if you're there for music, you're, you're there for music. You're into music, aren't you? I'm into music, yeah. Yeah. So, have uh, you ever thought about any musical comedy? Musical like comedy. Uh, I'm, I like music, but I'm not musical. Well, not very musical. Oh, okay. Uh, didn't so play any instruments or? I did, I used to play the violin. Um, played it for about 10 years, from when I was about 5 to about 15. And okay. it was kind of fun, um, this kind of sums up my, mine and my mum's relationship. Right? <laughs> um, this was a couple of years ago. Um, she, we were just having a chat in the kitchen and she was like, Oh, um, you used to play violin, didn't you? Oh, I was like, yeah, for about 10 years. For about a decade. For about, for about, 10, yeah, for about <laughs> a decade. She was like, oh, that's really good that you did that. 
I mean, you weren't any good. <laughs> but it's good that you tried it. Which is true. Yeah. I love mums. I mean, like, I love the way they change like that. Like, they keep you grounded. No, yeah. well, the good ones keep you yeah, grounded. So that is it. That yeah. is it. I'm bigging you up, mum, if yeah. you're listening. If you happen to be listening to this. And that's good, isn't it? Because if it's all compliment, 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 then you don't actually know if it's any good or not. That's it. Um, Just the odd your shit is, is good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have your parents ever come see you before? Yeah, well, a few times. Yeah, a few times. Uh, I used to... Uh, so my, my, my introduction to the comedy world at this showcase gig I did, my mum and one of her friends came. My dad would have been there, but the football was on. Yeah. As I said, see, see that old is. <laughs> Actually, oh, this is so bad. It was Saints 4, Everton 1, 26th November 2017. That... I didn't know it at the time, but I missed that match to do the comedy. Yeah. That was the last time we won at St Mary's for over a year until Arsenal came along recently. Um, anyway, so so my my mum was there with her friend, and my introduction was my my opening line was a joke about um, the microphone, uh, and how when you're rehearsing, you know you you're in front of the mirror using like a can of deodorant oh, or something like that. I bought a 12 inch dildo. <laughs> and I knew she was going to be there so then I went Mum? You alright? <laughs> it's probably the best laugh I've had to date. Did she laugh? Did she? <laughs> yeah she did. Um, and then the other comedians were talking to her as well which she loved. But nice. I mean she did sit in literally the front row with a red jumper. So. Oh bless. And oh. then I made that quite and I was quite early on as well so how did yeah, you have that? So that was, was that your first ever gig? That was my first ever gig. That was the showcase from the course I did. How'd it go? Yeah. How'd it go, the gig? Do you remember? It was good. I, well, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I, I kind of, I got to the place and I was fine nerves-wise. Yeah. And then I was on about seven. It's about half an hour in. And for that half an hour, I was just a bit like, why the fuck am I here? Yeah. How have I ended up doing this? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. What was yours like? Your I did it. Okay, so I did a comedy course as well. Okay. The Kate Smurfweight one. Um, okay. Kate Smurf was really good. Um, uh, it was a six-week course, obviously, and I just, and when I found out there was a showcase, I thought to myself, do you know what? I don't want to bomb on the show. I don't want to bomb at the showcase. Yep. So after the first week or so, I did some writing, yep. and I took myself off to a comedy gig on a Sunday afternoon. Okay. And I signed, and I signed up to the open mic doing that. I'm not gonna say which gig. I'm not gonna say what gig it was, um, because maybe I might want to get put back there again. Um, <laughs> but it was myself, Ben Kavanagh, Nick Adamson, and Chris Darwa. The only four people in the we were the only four people in the room. Yeah. So our first gig was performing to just three other comedians. Just three other comedians. Wow, that's yeah. a tough first gig. It was tough, but I didn't realise that it was. I didn't realise it was tough at the time. It was like it's kind of a good baptism actually, because mine yeah. was baptism. Baptism yeah. of fire, man. That's it. That's yeah. all you've got to do. Because mine fire. was like a showcase with fifteen or twenty comedians that had done the course. Yeah. Everyone had brought a couple of mates. Yeah. And like friends and family. So the room had maybe eighty or ninety people. Like. Yeah. So actually, it was. A really friendly audience, a really yeah. friendly gig. I walked away, walking on air, thinking I'm shit hot at this. Second gig at TNT, bomb. Yeah. Absolute bomb. Uh, and a massive shout out to Sana at TNT for keeping having me back. Yes. Given how she much I bombed at the start, she's a, a wonderful woman. I keep meaning to rebook that. Um, but I should never so around to it. Um, I think that'll always have a, a special place in my heart as yes. my first 
It's your first one. It's your first yeah, ever bomb. First proper one. Oh, and first bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was an interesting one because I didn't tell them at first that that was my first. Ever, that was my first ever oh, game. Oh really? Um, I told them like afterwards, and they was like, "Wow." Wow, okay. So I didn't go on with like any notes yeah, or anything. Yeah, yeah. I didn't go on with like any notes or anything like that either. So it was like, wow. Like it was essentially that was terrible, but keep on going because you'll do, yeah, do yeah. something right. And yeah. Like, it's kinda of weird how that can how these bonds and whatever can actually yeah. really build you up, doesn't it? <laughs> Um, you just kind of, I think it's once you get that actually bombing is not a big deal. It's not. Uh, and it's once you kind of understand how to handle the bomb almost. Because I mean I had a really annoying habit at the start where I would just uh, if a joke didn't land I'd just go, yeah. Uh, so yeah. the most the word I probably used most in my early sets was just yeah. Yeah. Or um, and it's so clear from the audience this guy doesn't always do. Or um, that didn't work did it? Yeah, yeah, I've always kind of said you get one get out of jail free card. Yeah. You can say that once in your set. Any yeah. more than once, and the audience just goes, okay, you're actually not very good, are you? Yeah. Yeah. I did that. Yeah, that was a sort of a get out of jail free card for me as well. But, what kind of, like, what do you like to do? Do you just kind of stop in your bomb, or do you, like, go a little bit more? Do you dig? Once you've hit rock bottom, do you kind of dig? Oh, it's, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. I don't, I don't really think I've got, I haven't got it nailed yet. No. Um, Cause it's always awkward you pause for laughter yeah. so everyone knows you think it was funny yeah and then and then nothing um, I did one, yeah. one thing I one thing I sometimes do if it doesn't get a laugh um, this happened uh, this, actually this happened when I was doing a 10 spot healing um, like a couple a few months ago oh, okay um, and a few people were in the audience who like were, who were very hard to they were very hard to a couple of comedians who were very hard to make laugh yeah and I said something, and I said, uh, didn't get it off. And I said, okay, you're not with this, but I'm going with it anyway. And then that yeah. got an erupt <laughs> of applause and laughter. Yeah. I was like, okay, good. I mean, it's kind of nice with comedians because everyone has been in that situation yeah. and can recognise it, and that's kind of funny. What do you prefer to do, make audience members laugh or comedians laugh? What do you? For me, or do, I, or do you see them? Everyone as, or do you see everyone as an audience member when you're on stage? I think we've discussed comedians aren't real people, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> for me, I, uh, I don't know. It's, 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 it's weird, isn't it? I mean, if, when when a bunch of comedians laugh at it, you probably yeah. think, oh, okay, there, there's probably something in that. Probably yeah. quite good. But your standard comedy audience probably isn't a bunch of comedians. Yeah. Comedians. And so, so they might not find something like a comedian find funny as fun. Well, yeah, and vice versa. So if, even if a bunch of comedians don't laugh at it, it might very well do okay in a in a real crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm just thinking about back to when we did that um, that happy laugh pub, that happy laugh pub, yeah. where it was literally all where it was literally all comedians, and I felt. A, such a sense of achievement that about 30% of my of my joke <laughs> stuff I, that, I, that I did actually worked. You did about 10 times better than I did that night. Then. Uh, <laughs> 30%? I laughed. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Oh, thank you, mate. <laughs> I just remember like the um, there's a hole in the there's a there's yeah. a leak in the ceiling, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, there was a leak in the ceiling and. Um, Danny and Danny made a Danny point. Danny eventually went and patched it. Yeah, went and patched it up. And we were sat right and he kind of called and he kind of called me out. I was like, next time, tell the host. <laughs> yeah, because I, I called it out in my set, trying to do some 
vaguely improvish. Yeah. Oh, you did. Wasn't funny. You're like, oh, you, you did. You were like, how's the league how's going? The how's the league, David? I was like, it's fine. <laughs> it's still getting me wet. That's fine. Still wet. Yeah. Um, I tried to make people laugh by doing that, and I bombed at that bit. Yeah. So we both bombed. Yeah, set you up there. Wasn't a good line. No, it wasn't. It was terrible. <laughs> Who knew making fun of the ceiling wasn't going to work? <laughs> I just loved it when um, he, when Danny, the, the host, who he actually patched it up, right? And yeah. he put it with toilet paper. And when he sat back down, he was looking at me, uh, and I motioned to him that I was going to, like, put it down. And he was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, man. Right, that, so that was a great gig. Anyway, it was actually really fun gig. I mean, it wasn't again baptism of fire. Yeah, that's it was January second as well. So January second, my first one for about three weeks, and I forgotten how to talk. <laughs> You've forgotten how to talk. Yeah, like, I just couldn't. Yeah, just string words. I was just a, just an awkward stumbling mess, as I recall. So you're uh, a comedian then? Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. If you're an awkward stumbling mess, you're in the right. You're, you're doing something right, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so basically, you were, you did fine in that game. Yeah. Perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's sort of get into the meat or two veg of what this is meant to be about, other than yourself, obviously. <laughs> um, so yeah, The Office, the UK yeah. version. The UK version. Because I haven't seen the US. You haven't seen the US version. I think we've spoken about this movie. We have. Me and we the have. music. Yes. I, I I've never listened to a song. In my life. <laughs> uh, well, if you, well, you've listened to handbags and the grab rags because obviously that's the office theme tune. It's a great theme tune. It, it is. Yeah. Um, and I've never seen a film in my life. No. My never. my line manager at work has seen. Or, sorry, he's rated 1,400 films on IMDb. How do you find the time? I die. This is what I kind of ask because with a mass sort of yeah. hours, like, yeah, ah, 1400 films times an hour and a half per film is this much of your life. You yeah. have spent solidly watching films, um, and not counting the fact that some films like Lord of the Rings in 2001 are like three hours long, about, yeah, upwards. Yeah, my issue with films is even if it's 90 minutes, and a lot of them, like, say, two hours, three hours, maybe that's a big commitment, isn't it? It is. So, something like The Office, at 20 minutes ago, 26 minutes, 26 minutes ago, uh, is, is stunning television. I yeah, think. and I'd much rather do that. I mean, it's totally stupid because I watched three or four ago, yeah, so that kind of but makes up is, for about 80, well, yeah. that kind of makes up about <laughs> 80 minutes, so... But a film is, is, is a big commitment, isn't it? I suppose, especially if it's a new film. Like, with The Office, you kind of know the characters, don't you? Yeah, I can so, just, yeah, every now and then I watch it. Yeah. Um, I just kind of have it. Every every, every year or two, I'll, I'll give it another watch. It's fantastic. Do you know what's really bad? I can't remember the names of the female actresses in the off- in the, who are actually in The Office. To be honest, aside from... Uh, Ricky Gervais, I'm struggling. Okay, <laughs> and I can I can name some of the male ones like Ricky Gervais, obviously. Olivia Coleman's in it. There we go. Isn't she the bo- Isn't she the um the bo- Isn't she his boss essentially? No, no. Olivia Coleman is um she's in it for one episode. So she's the uh she's the journalist that comes to interview him just as it's all going wrong in series two. Okay. And he does that interview with her, um, and is basically telling her what to say in classic sort of Brent oh, style. Yes. Yeah. Brent mused. Brent mused. Uh, yeah. 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 She's she's up. Uh, so 
we got um, we got Mackenzie, we got Ricky Gervais, obviously written and directed by Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant. Yeah. Um, he doesn't really come into it that much, does he? Steve, old Stephen. No, he's only is is, is it a comic relief episode he's in? Yeah. He, yeah, um, that's it. And I think that he also is he does a voice in like the first second episode. Of, um, I think he's a voice on the phone. Oh, with 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 Gareth. Yeah. Yeah, because he's Gareth's mate, isn't he? Yeah. yeah okay. Um. So. We got Stephen, we got Ricky Gervais and Stephen Martin doing a really creative thing. Yep. Um, we've got Mackenzie Mackenzie Crook. Yep. As uh, what's his name? I, the thing is, I know his, I know who he is in the American version. Gareth. Yes, it is Gareth. Yeah, but in the American version, it's Dwight. And oh, is that is that Dwight? Dwight. I've heard stuff like Dwight yeah. and um, oh, what's, Dwight what's and Jim. Brent called? Um, Michael. Yeah, so he's the again eight 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 seasons of that nine seasons nine that's a big commitment. It's it? a big commitment, but it's a bloody brilliant show. But not all the time right now. I was gonna say, I mean, the office is yeah. So when 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 you asked me to pick a sitcom, yeah, again, this is probably Britain's most famous sitcom. It is apart from I'm the only one I've seen. <laughs> and it would be really good to do like sort of you know, I great great listening would have been like a really nice comparison between the UK one and the US one I, yeah. I can't do that to no no that's fair enough that's alright <laughs> well for the first two seasons of the US one it's the exact same story it's the exact same yeah. as the UK one the thing that's what put me off because I started watching episode one of the American and it was it was when you had Dwight doing literally line for line what Tim says in the UK one he's yeah. talking about paper at the start and he goes and I'm actually boring myself and it was it was word for word that sort of thing talking about prices of paper and that's when I was just like this is just no that was gossip. Jim that was no that was Jim well, that's Jim not right yeah Jim not right yeah because yeah, Jim I did my, pay a lot of attention yeah because Jim is um, the guy uh, that's uh, Tim Jim, Jim is Tim, Tim. yeah right, and okay. Gareth is Dwight yeah okay. that's it so Tim is played uh, so Tim is played by Martin Freeman yeah and Gareth is played by Mackenzie Crook right yeah. which I think is perfect casting to yeah, be honest it's a great casting isn't it yeah. Martin Freeman's just got that really deadpan, yeah. um, just very, very deadpan acting style. Yeah. And Mackenzie Crook's just fucking weird. <laughs> isn't it? He is just I weird. I mean, it's like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, like he that, is. That, that, that role is just him. It is made for him. And yeah. he didn't, like, get. It wasn't that big of a role, but he made it his own. Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. So, do you think. The Office UK, as it was back in like 2003 to 2005. Yeah. Right? Do you reckon it could be made as it was for today's audiences? Uh. Yes. I think so. Okay. Explain. <laughs> I think the fact. I mean, we're still watching and talking about it. But do you think it could be like released today about any about any backlash? See that's what that's bad in there is. It's not that bad. I can think of some things that wouldn't be okay. Yeah. It's not that bad. It's like it's just some of, I don't have a problem with it. It's like some of the lines I just know that some of the social justice warriors would get their backups up would get their backups about yeah. backs up about. But then again Potentially that maybe. But and then again that doesn't take too much, does it? <laughs> Potentially. Uh, I think it's probably alright. Yeah. Um, that uh, I mean <laughs> I can I can show it to my brother and he'd enjoy it. So my brother is actually 16. Uh, really? Okay. And he 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 has actually enjoyed bits. 
whereas I've shown him some stuff and I'm like, this is class, and he's just like, ugh, Instagram. Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> It's not, this is longer than 30 seconds. What is this? These days. So, yeah, so you think of, I think it, I think it probably could work, but there are some things that they unfortunately have to change. Like, just some of the lines, just some of the lines. But then, because, but then again, I understand where he was coming from with those lines. And this is kind of what Ricky, I guess, is addressing. I say Ricky as if, like, I know him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, cool. just this is essentially what he's addressing in his, in his Netflix special, isn't it? I haven't seen the Netflix special yet. It's fantastic. Yeah, this is Humanity. Humanity, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. And okay. he's addressing some of these concerns in there. So one particular line from the office he, he looks at. Okay. Um, but that's, that's well worth a watch. Yeah. We're actually going to talk about some of the lines in the office in a bit, actually. Beautiful. Um, I suppose they did release it more recently in that uh, the call centre on BBC Three. Did you see that? The call centre? Yeah. It was an actual BBC documentary about an office. Really? About five years ago now. Didn't know that. Oh, I looked this up. But basically, it got compared to The Office because it was it was actually a real life version. But the guy uh, Nev Nev Wilshire runs this call centre in the third largest call centre in Swansea. Wow. Um, and wow. his management techniques are David a bit Brentish. Yeah. Although actually, he's running this hugely successful business. He is actually very good. And you can see how his techniques work. It was all about motivating his staff, who essentially yeah. are cold calling people for yeah. eight hours a day. And it was how he created an environment that would motivate people to do that and keep them happy and keep them uplifting and keep them driving sales. Um, but it got it got it got made parallels with the office. Yeah. Thing, yeah. That's what I was gonna ask you actually. Have you I've never worked see I've never worked in an office. Like I'm guessing you have. Yeah. Right? How accurate is the portrayal of an office in the in the office compared to what is. I'm really lucky in that everyone in my office is actually quite good. Yeah. Uh, we we there are some behaviours that you kind of see, but generally we haven't got a Gareth, we no. haven't got a Tim, we haven't got a Brent. Thank fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I never mean, speak good, but yes, I mean some things are just so relatable. Like there there was, uh, you know you know Gareth's. Um, his, his biscuit tin yeah. and his dirty birdie. Yeah. I tried to get a biscuit tin actually. I was gonna bring a biscuit tin for you. A biscuit tin? Ooh. Yeah, like a like a stop, move away from the cookie jar. Oh. I, was gonna, I was gonna buy one of those and even then didn't. Sorry. <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> I think dirty birdie they actually made for the show because I yeah. was trying to get that because that was fun. But but I, I think they were specially made uh, yeah. for the show. Uh, but yeah, so there, there was there was someone in the office who had a I think he's left now. But his, his, his ringtone was really annoying, and that would and he sat a few desks in front of me, and that that kept going. This is about three years ago now, and that kept going off, and it would always take him ages to answer the phone, as if he was like waiting to hear the song. Yeah. And it's just a bit like, really got to do that? Yeah. Did he ever ask someone to? Did someone ever like no. phone him just to <laughs> get to do that? Damn, missed the trick. Have you ever worked for a David Brent-ish character before? No, I've been quite lucky. I have worked for a David Brent. Have you? Yes. It's an interesting experience. Is it? <laughs> like, because the guy had his heart in the right place. But just But was just beyond incompetent. And right, okay. like, just wouldn't listen to anyone else's instruments. Like, exactly like David Brent is yeah, in the yeah, office. Yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. just wouldn't listen to anyone else's criticisms or um, 
anyone else's um, or anyone else's opinions. This and is yeah, this this is what someone in the office was talking about with me the other day actually because we were talking about the office um, and the guy hadn't seen very much of it, but he was a bit like, "Well, I have seen." He said, "This is basically just a guy that hasn't received any feedback yeah. ever." Or refi- or receive or has received feedback or, or yeah. but refuses to take it on board. Yeah. And it was kind of awkward for me because I was sort of the second in command. So I was like, no, it's not in second command, but I was sort of his assistant. Oh, pick it up, second command. Yeah. Assistant to the regional manager. Yeah, assistant to the regional manager. It was on a youth work thing. On a youth okay. Work thing. And I was sort of his second, his second in command. And I tried, after his little, after one massive argument that happened, I tried to walk away with the rest of them, but he called me back. Wait, he called me back. Like, to sort of like say, that wasn't fair, was it? That wasn't fair. I was like, eh, I can see points. I can see points. Yeah. That is really hard, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, but if you can, I try and avoid working for them. <laughs> yeah, for, fortunately, I've been very lucky with line managers, actually. Yeah. Because uh, that, that's half it. I mean, the. The job of a line manager is essentially to make sure that you develop, yeah. right, and to help you with your career goals and all that sort of thing. Brent just obviously doesn't, does he? No. I mean, like when Dawn is talking about leaving, yeah. and Gareth perks up with, well, oh, you know, it's a few years, you could be answering phones at head office. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that kind of like, yeah, okay. That's yeah. a bit like, wow. Yeah, I've never met a real life Brent, I don't think. They're interesting characters, man. I'm, I'm sure they are, yeah. <laughs> See, that's where this guy in uh, uh, Nev, Nev Wilshire is different because he actually did care about his staff yeah. and did get the best out of them. But then again, I think Brent like cared about his. I think Brent cares about his staff. Mm, yes. Yeah, okay. But he goes about it in a way that is just Caring. the most yeah. unconventional and narcissistic. Yes. Yeah. So, that's the word, isn't it? Question: What do you think makes him such an endearing character from your perspective? Uh, because he is an endearing character. He, is, he, he is. is an endearing character. I think he's better in series one than he is in series two. Because in series two, he does. It is very obvious that he has to change. And he he, he yeah. refuses to. Yeah. And actually, then a series one, well, I wouldn't say he's that endearing at the end of series one, when he when he takes his promotion with no thought to his staff. Yeah. And is then trying to justify that almost. Yeah. But I think there's also the element of even though we don't like him as a person, we still want to keep watching him. Right? Yes. So yeah, there's in that sense that's why I think there is some sort of endearing 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 qualities despite his arseholery. Yeah. <laughs> arseholery is a great word. Oh, actually. it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, sp- I suppose the endearing thing is that he is, yeah, he, he he at least tries to care about people. He does, yeah. And want to be a good boss. And he sort of has his heart in the right place, I think. Yeah, the heart is in the right place. Um, with everything an underlying else, everything else is just like yeah. disjointed. With an underlying sort of self-motivation, the heart is in the right place, Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. The Comet Relief show was about getting his face in the paper, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Have you seen the film? Yeah, Life on the Road. Yeah. Yes. I haven't seen it yet. It's, bit, it's straight. Yeah, give it a watch. It's. Um, it feels like the character is that you see in that film is totally different to the one that you see in The Office. And if you ever felt sorry for him in The Office, 
you feel a thousand times more sorry for him a bit in that film. Yeah. When he's in an, another office. Yeah. You kind of see how these new colleagues treat him. Okay. Knowing that he was the guy off his documentary ten years ago. Yeah. Knowing that he wants to pursue music, but as we know, he's pretty crap. Pretty terrible, yeah. I know that much about music. Yeah. <laughs> I know that a song called Don't Make Fun of the Disabled Don't is, uh, is not a great it's song. Not, uh, no. It's not a banger. It's not going to reach the <laughs> top 40. <laughs> I don't give um, a fuck what's reached top 40 anymore. My top 40 is out of bollocks, anyway. Is it? Is that, is that music knowledge? Yes, it is music knowledge. It's just, all, yeah, music not, yeah, it's top 40 nowadays is not how it used to be. Back in the day. No. Did you used to listen to it back in the day? See, that probably is the music I would recognise now, just because it's, it must be out there somewhere. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, sort of, uh, it's just, it just sounds the same now, pretty much. Like, there's not like back in the day the top 40 used to just used to be there used to be a mix of genres like then you'd hear some rap and then you'd hear some pop you'd hear some uh, oh, I get rock, it. And it's all now it's all like same kind of genre that's just presumably catchy it's just like, this, it's just like, like um, this weird euro-y dancey influenced right okay and it's all got the, yeah, they've all got the same techno beats and stuff so this yeah is, I did actually again this is mathematics uh, I did see some analysis on they, they pulled out a load of number ones and they've all got the same kind of yep. four bar rhythm there's, 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 there's an underlying a, kind yep, of there is and that's what people want to hear because people recognise it and relate to it yeah that's it there's yeah. um, music music knowledge yeah a lot of um, artists are actually saying right now yeah there is an actual formula to create a hit wow so yeah it's all everything's so everything's mathematical essentially that's big data it is big data yeah Ooh. I'm going to pretend I'm going to pretend that I know what big data is <laughs> but yeah um, so what I've got here um, it's a visual aid for people that can't see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have got some quotes from the office, oh, and I'd like you to rank them from best to worst. Yeah. Okay, so here's the first one, right? Um, I was in the Territorial Army for five or three <laughs> years, and you can't muck about here. It's one of the rules. Yeah, so that's the first one. Yeah, okay. Um, you can't punish anyone Dutch or otherwise for having big boobs. Can we have the second part of that phrase? What? Can we have when Gareth chips in on that? If anything, they should be rewarded. If anything, they should be rewarded. That's it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's the. Um, that's better than the first. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Um, how can I hate women? My mom's one. These. I mean, this is life guidance. Isn't okay. It? What's white and slides down toilet walls? Michael Jackson's. I mean, George Michael's latest release. What's Again, that, that, that's music knowledge. I don't get that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's black and size down Nelson's pole? Winnie Mandela. <laughs> I love your pause there. As if I have to say, can I laugh at this? <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah, I suppose it's your point, isn't it? Can we release this? Yeah. Yeah. So what? So what? Um, what do you think from those quotes? What's the best? Uh, I think the best one was. Uh, wait, where are the quotes? <laughs> oh, okay, so I think Dutch girls, number one. Dutch girls, number one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Territorial army. Yeah. I, I I've got to put uh, George Michael's bottom just because I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then. How can I hate women? I think will be third. Yeah. So at least what? 
Yeah, I, th- I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Though, when I <laughs> this is all the from, like, these are all from like the first two, the first yeah, three episodes. Yeah, I was going to say. The, uh, the, I think the one, the one that really got. I think my favourite episode is Training Day. Yeah. And this is the point that he's covering in his humanity tour. Yeah. But I think there's been a rake up there. Okay. When I, I heard that rake- line. Yeah. I, I, I paused it. I, I was sat in my uni halls watching this because it was a productive Saturday. Yeah. And like my friend had told me about the show and I watched it and the first time that just caught me so off guard. I had to pause it, give myself time to laugh, rewind it a little bit just so then I could carry watching in yeah. chronological order. I mean, I was laughing for a good 30 seconds. Yeah. Right. I mean that was just <laughs> so... And this is what he's saying on his tour, it's like... The joke is, I mean, this guy is willing to go to that kind of length and say that outrageous thing yeah. just to prove some, what, just to suspicious. get some petty little win. He looks very suspicious. He looks very suspicious. The guy showing you, you look very yeah. suspicious is not us. Yeah, not us. No, we do not look suspicious. Science stars. I don't know. I said you look very suspicious. No, we don't. No, we don't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that. I think that might the hardest I've laughed at any sitcom what? and I've seen a good three sitcoms a so good three sitcoms yeah 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 what else have you seen like this the thick of it I was watching that yesterday actually. okay I was meant oh I love the thick of it the Malcolm Tucker is just I think my life yeah yeah what else what else so thick of it what what oh I actually watched Arrested Development oh this is not a kind of Ben style thing to watch wow but it is an American series that I watched I used to eat that I, no, I used to eat that I used to watch that at uni uh, for 20 minutes a day again nice little quick one yeah uh, while I was eating my eating my brand flakes before eating I went off bran, to uni your brand flakes yeah. my gosh wow are you like 50 <laughs> I didn't have sweet cereals growing did up did you not have no. a did, what did you, did you just need extra fibre to get things going <laughs> brand flakes they're nice underrated cereal Underrated. Other cereals are available, of course. Yeah, they are. But underrated flakes, cereal. I think, like, I think it's nice. I think they're nice. Well, you raised on bran flakes, right? Or bite-sized shredded wheat. Bite-sized. <laughs> you can go one level down from bran flakes. Yeah. Um, stuff like honey, honey puffs. No, honey sh- puffs. Yeah. Sugar puffs. Sugar puffs. Yeah. They. I really like those. I they, like they were a kind of half-term treat. They were a half-term treat. Yeah. Yeah. Did you used to get the? Um, the oh, He's got a mental oh, for variety packs. packs. Yes, they're Bloody shit. Hell. I mean, I mean, they would. That you get so little cereal. Yeah. So we had like a family trip to Centre Parks last year, and we bought a load of these in the park in the park market for myself, my cousin who's 21, my brother who's 16. One of those little things with its 20 grams is just not enough. I no. mean, we you can eat a whole variety pack. You have to like in end up putting all three of them in the set into the same bowl, don't you? Like yeah. just to have something yeah. half filling that half yeah. fill you up. But when you're a kid, you go fucking mental for you them. Do. So I much mean, variety. Yeah, that is so clever from cereal companies. I go on Kellogg's. Man. I mean, it's just packaging, unnecessary extra packaging. It literally this is, is. Rod Gilbert now. It literally is unnecessary, extra unnecessary packaging, packaging because that you, appeals to kids. Yeah. Like, because they could just sell them separately. Yeah. Right? Like the little packet separately. But no, they use plastic to wrap it up. So look at it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I was watching uh, Rod Gilbert's um, The Man with Flaming Battenberg Tattoo last ah, week. That bit with the special. potato. Yes. When yes. he's going on about the styrofoam tray, the, the, the potato, there's a label on each potato, potato. saying potato. Yes. <laughs> oh, isn't, <laughs> that the one, isn't that the one where he's got um, the anger management book? That's it. 
Yeah. I've yeah. I've that's anger management sessions. I have. It's not bad actually. <laughs> <laughs> He's on tour again. He is. I've got tickets booked oh. on my birthday, Bournemouth. Back nice. in Bournemouth. When's that? When's that happening? June. So we're gonna go down, go down to Bournemouth for the night. Watch, watch Rod Gilbert, The Book of John. Very nice. excited. Very, Speak, very excited. Speaking of touring and comedy dates, um, where can people see you and what have you got coming up? Oh, I don't know. This is this is weird actually because I had my the one in Winchester, which is a ten minutes on yeah. Tuesday. So the sort of five or six before that, yeah. we're sort of getting ready for that. And then I kind of did it, and it's a bit like, oh, what now? Ah, have you not got anything I, booked? I have. I've got I've got one this week. Where are you uh, at? Where am I at? Oh, it's Kentish Town. It's, uh, it's a new one. What's it called? Oh, the one that I'm coming for you. Oh, yeah, you want yeah, to? Yeah, I am, yeah. Oh, yeah, thanks So, yeah, that's... Um, What's it called? Not, not, not another comedy not night. Not another comedy night. <laughs> it's in Kentish, I already love it. It's on um, Church Street in Kentish Town. Because yeah. I just added it to my phone today. Right. Because I noticed that I hadn't put it in my calendar. So, you're about to... That was a lucky escape. I know, right? Uh, so, not another comedy night. But well, that one is good. Looks like a really good lineup. Uh, it's got, got a Basil, red, it's got, got a Basil Jam headlining. It's got a red poster. Always nice so to see him. It's got a red. What? It's got a red poster. Got a red white, poster. With white light with yeah, white yeah. writing on it. So that just screams quality to yep. me. <laughs> uh, well, aside from that, what else? Uh, I think I'm back at. Am I back at Sam Rose the week after? I got. I got a couple the week after. At, at ten minutes in Salisbury at some point late Ooh, March. What, um, when, when in Salisbury? 29th of March, I want to say. 29th of March, what about? Again, Salisbury, outside of London. Yeah, Do you know Salisbury? Or? I don't know Salisbury, but some of these people might know Salisbury. Some of these people might know Salisbury. 29th of March, back in Salisbury. Back in Salisbury. I've never done Salisbury. Okay. I guess compared to Winchester a lot, actually. Cathedral what? town. Cathedral town, yeah. City. We are a city. <laughs> so it's St. Albans as well, so, yeah. Oh, that's for you then, isn't it? No, no, I don't live in Edgeware. Oh, Edgeware, okay. <laughs> What's St. Albans? St. Albans, it's, uh, it's just, it's Hertfordshire. But okay. It's like one of the smallest little cities you'll see. But it is a city. It is a city. It's got okay. cathedral, yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, nice. I don't really understand how that makes it a city. No, me neither. Uh, I just, I don't really get it. Like, you should have like a certain amount of people. <laughs> don't make the rules, do I? No, we don't. Uh, <laughs> we just make the comedy rules. Yeah. Where are you next up? When's your? Where am I next up? Do you want next one? Ah. That would be healing on Tuesday. My next one. Healing on Tuesday. Healing on Tuesday. So what I usually what I usually do is I plug myself before I'll, I stop recording, then I'll plug myself, <laughs> myself off, plug myself off. <laughs> but yeah, um, he, um, next one's healing on healing on Tuesday, and then I'm oh, seeing, healing's great fun, isn't it? Oh man, big up to Rudy Ilias, man. Yeah. Big up to Rudy Ilias. Like he's, I put this room to the old one. Yeah, yeah, because actually I did I didn't do the old one, but. You didn't I do that I, went, I think I went once in the plus one. Yeah. Ealing's actually pretty good for me. Yeah. Um, and there's spots going on. There's actually spot. I think there's spots going on Tuesday, so if you're free Tuesday night. Uh, I've got a work football thing. Uh, made the mistake of booking five aside for everyone. Oh, that's not yeah, fun. It's not fun, is it? Where can they catch you on like, social media and stuff? Uh, well, this is... So, uh, Facebook and all that. Twitter, Ben Morgan1995. I thought that was a really clever username, right? Because that's, that's my name. Yeah, and, 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 and the year, year, and year I was born. born. Yes. Yeah. That's ben good. Um, I was thinking about getting Instagram, actually. Are you on it? I'm on Instagram, yeah. Is there any... Because I've always thought it's the same as Twitter, right? It's, it's, a, pictures, weird, it's it? a weird one because uh, it is good for promotion and stuff. Okay. But it depends on the kind of, it depends on the kind of person you are to have okay. it. Uh, because it can get 
really it's just really, a lot a lot of it especially when you're a comic a lot of it you're watching other people boast about the, the gigs that yeah, they've done I mean it must be all fake it's all fake it, it's, not all, it's not all fake a lot of it is like genuine like they'll take a picture of them like doing like up the creek which is apparently a That's great night or yeah. get onto a comedy store and stuff and it can be a bit like oh, okay why am i not doing that i had one of those moments the other day when i was watching something i looked at someone else do the comedy the comedy store i was like ah wish i'd wish i'd done that but yeah. This is what just generally I need to get better at. This, this, like so much of it, I think, is self-promotion. It is. In in any kind of industry, like if you're working in an office, putting stuff on LinkedIn, and LinkedIn, I hate that. I've never done LinkedIn. I hate it. It's, it's, it's everything I don't like about the office on a on a website. I mean, it's people sort of saying things like, "Oh, fantastic article, really interesting read." It's like, no, it's not. <laughs> Nothing work related or it's something like that is a really interesting. Read. Go and read Harry Potter. Yeah, exactly. That's or, an interesting read. Yeah, that's a great read. Or failing that, read the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> best-selling book of all time. It is a best-selling. It book. must be the best-selling book. Of all time. Uh, I think the what about the Oxford Dictionary. There's been so many variations of that, but then again, there's been so many variations of the Bible. Right, like a book. There we go. Now I don't know. Alright, Ben Morgan, it's been absolutely wonderful. This, man. Has, been, have, this has been so have, much fun. We have actually. covered it all. I've really enjoyed this. In 74 minutes. 74 minutes. Well, thank you very much for having me. No worries, man. Like, and I'll see you on Wednesday. Thank you very much. See you then. Woo! I just want to say thanks to you guys for listening and thanks for thanks to Ben for coming on the show. Um, yeah, guys, you can follow me on Instagram at gibbogram1, uh, at Twitter at your boy Gibbo and yeah guys I'll see you next time hopefully um I've got some guests properly booked up so it won't be so long next time but yeah so I'll see you then all right thanks guys bye